Welcome to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast with Rob Peters. It's about bringing in guests and sharing experiences and information to help you create a better DJ business for you, your clients, and your community. And now, here's your host, the only podcast host that has a degree in nuclear physics, Rob Peters. So hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading this week's show. I'm going to keep my remarks very brief because we have a lot of content. This show, even being two parts, is going to go a little longer than the norm, and I apologize for that, but there was so much to talk about with my three guests last week that we had to just get it all done. So it's coming up next here on the podcast. Next week, Ryan Berger from Mobile Beat Las Vegas is going to be on. We're going to be talking about Mobile Beat Las Vegas coming up on March 16th through the 19th in Las Vegas, Nevada. So don't miss that. It's Ryan's last hurrah. You can get more information at MobileBeatLasVegas.com. Stay tuned after the break. Michael Leveris, Kevin Porter, Brian Foley. All coming back, we're going to continue our discussion from last week on part two of Let's Kick Off 2020. It's the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Now is the time to get started. It's a new year. It's a new outlook for your business. And you're probably looking for some outside-the-box thinking on how to make more money. Well, If you like kids and you like entertaining, you can fill your weekday schedule doing bubble parties. My turnkey program shows you how to get started right away and how to make money doing these shows that are easy, fun, and can be profitable, especially if you're looking to fill your weekday calendar. The Bubble Parties business program gives you everything you need to get started, including a templated website. We give you plenty of resources and marketing plans and playlists and ideas on how to make this show unique, and it all can be yours for 2020. Go to bubbleparties.com, click the Become a Provider page, and get our free special report to learn how I am doing at making this a prime part of my company and how you can too. Bubbleparties.com. Check it out today. Hey, folks, I keep telling you how great speed quizzing is and how it can be profitable for your business. It is the next generation of trivia. You talk about people in today's world using their smartphones all the time. Now they can use it to play trivia with you as the host and it can be profitable. Our company, Rob Peters Entertainment and Game Show Parties of Boston have used this weekly at bars. We currently have six bar nights out and we're gonna expand that and double it this coming year. Plus, we're using this platform to entertain at senior centers. We're also using it at corporate events and it is so easy to get started. Go to speedquizzing.com today to learn more and to download the platform for free. Learn how you can make more money doing trivia parties with speedquizzing.com. And part of the purpose of doing this show was not only to reflect on big victories and how we got there in 2019 to kind of inspire the listenership to take big steps in 2020, but this is where we're going to pan that all out right now. This is where we're going to share some of the big ideas we have for 2020 individually and to, in an effort to hopefully have some of the DJs who 
maybe are a little lost or don't know what direction they want to go in, give them some insight. So that's where we're going to go, gentlemen, with our conversation. Okay. And to give you an idea, uh, I'm going to give you a couple of things out of my playbook, but my playbook is still being written for 2020. We laid a lot of groundwork in 2019 with uh, organizations like Phantom Gourmet and <laughs> taking advantage of things such as your repeat clients. Like I've been really developing RPE into a company where we work with clients on a repeat basis. And a lot of that comes from the bubble parties. We get a ton of that through there. But I'm finding now that, for example, when we did Lansdowne Street for Phantom Gourmet, I got to talk to them. And I actually said to the girl, it was a couple of weeks ago, we're at an event, industry event, and my contact said to me, listen, I'm emailing you all of our events for next year. I want a proposal on anything you can do similar to what you did on Lansdowne Street. And I'm like, okay, so now we've gone from one big event. Now we're talking about five or six of them. And I'm pretty psyched about this opportunity because each event is a little bit different. They do a... Uh, they do a food and wine event. They do a, uh, a, a Winterfest event. They have different themes for their events. So there's plenty of opportunity, not only within what I directly offer, but with what I offer and can get through my other resources in the marketplace. I always talk about keep your contacts close because you never know who you might be able to bring in and collaborate with on an event. We've got a couple of big ideas. In fact, one of the ideas... Um, that we're going to be pitching to them is going to be involving game show at one of their events live on stage with the hosts of the show. It, it's an idea that I had that I think could be really cool, but I'm taking steps to move the company more into this corporate direction. And that's just one way. The other way I've already laid the groundwork on is we joined the Greater Boston Visitors and Convention Bureau. And we're going to be taking full advantage of all those networking opportunities. And that's kind of where I'm going in my goal is. I have a personal goal. I'm going to be losing about 50 pounds this year. I'm going to kickboxing place. And, uh, ironically, I'm leaving to go kickboxing when I'm done talking to you guys. But I'm doing that. And I want to be out there shaking hands and building more business face-to-face -face with my customers. That's my big goal for 2020. You just stole my thunder, Rob, because that's well, what I, that's what I was going to comment on. Pick up on it. Well, I was going to comment that you're you're <laughs> you're in a in an urban area, a metro market, which I think we all are on this call, and uh, many many areas have it. You, the local convention and visitors bureau, because when conventions come into your town, that's who they coordinate with, and you will find out who the contact is putting on that convention. And then you can market directly with the corporate clients that are that are planning the nighttime wow. events, the activities, mm -hmm. the uh, the entertainment, the the audio and visual needs uh, of their seminars that they're going to speak. That one group, whether it's you know people say, well, join the chamber, chamber, you know, the Better Business Bureau, Convention and Visitors Bureau. If you have one in your market, probably three four hundred dollars a year to join. That put the money there because that you will re see a return on greatly. Um, so you hit on it. That's what I was going to talk uh, as well about uh, networking with that uh, because it's going to basically that's going to be a referral source for every type of uh, corporate convention coming into your market. To give you an idea, Brian, 
I, I hope that it's three or four hundred dollars where you are. <laughs> it's three times as much. Yeah, you got you got to pay that that's a salary for all them Super Bowl champs, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, it's funny because last year I moved. And speaking of the Super Bowl, we're not even going to talk about football because I'm just done. Um, we can have a whole episode on what I think about. I, I think Tom Brady's done. I think it's his last season here in New England. Uh, if he's back next year, I wouldn't be surprised if he's somewhere else. There, you heard it from me first. I'm going to move on because I do live five miles away from the stadium. So I am now, if you were to look at it on a map, I used to be closer to Boston. Now I'm kind of smack dab in the middle between Boston and Providence. So that's kind of been the other big thing is expanding my market that way. So uh, it, that's pretty cool. What else are you doing for 2020, Brian? What's the other big goal you got? Uh, like I said, uh, with our DJ tribute, DJ Bingo growing, our photo booth growing, um, and uh, just putting together, uh, talking to, to some multi-ops that I, I value their uh, input because of the success. Just surrounding my people, myself with people that uh, are, are are good quality people that believe in in success, believe that stuff can be done when you put your mind to it. But uh, putting together a a functioning and well oiled uh, training manual, so that uh, hiring new host, uh, we have a. Uh, um, <coughs> a better plan of action for that, um, for our future growth. So, uh, incorporating a training manual, that's one of my goals for the first, uh, quarter of 2020. We do have one, just, uh, it can be, it can be, uh, made, a, a more than 1% better. So that's my goal for that. Um, uh, we, uh, one of my guys here in, in Kansas is, uh, getting ready to relocate back down to the Tampa St. Pete area to open up our, our DJ trivia affiliate down in the Pinellas County area, St. Pete Clearwater uh, area uh, where I used to be at. So that's great for uh, our growth there and happy to see one of my, one of my team succeed and, and move up to be their own, uh, take care of their own uh, family with building their own business uh, with our brand. Um, so that's the first quarter, second quarter, um, you know, we we built like I said the photo booth. Uh, we got some great bridal shows coming up. Uh, looking forward to growth there. Um, I have been a bubble parties affiliate with you for many years. Yes, you have. Um, and uh, so, looking to replace uh, myself as doing the bubble parties with some of our younger team members to to uh, to give them some extra uh, income uh, by having more work for that. Uh, the bubble parties program. I've been with you, what, five years now, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and each year that, that it, once you, it's like dominoes. Once you hit that first, get that first gig, it's like knocking dominoes over. They just fall down. So, uh, that, that continues to, to grow. Uh, I, once I step away from being the performer, I will be able to put more time towards, uh, booking more of the bubble party shows as well. So, uh, just mainly, like I said, is stepping back and running things and letting my team excel at what I visioned and trained for them for. Oh, that's good stuff. It's, it's great when you've got an awesome team to stand behind you and to be able to work with them. So I think that's fantastic. I think that's so important in what we're doing as business owners and 
Kevin, I think you've got a good teammate, especially where he calls you dad. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's um, you know that's a learning curve that um, that I've had to go overcome, and all that is. There's times when I am dad, and then there's times that I'm the owner, um, and so it's just been great to work with that. Um, and I was sitting here laughing when you were talking about joining the Convention and Visitor Bureau because I've mentioned that to you a couple times in our private conversations and all that. I joined ours, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago uh, and left the chamber. And like you said, I mean, ours actually allows us to go on the convention calendar and see who's coming in and contact them directly. Uh, and so I'm going to be working more. That's one of my goals is to work with them more this year um, and doing some different things. Um, there's some festivals that I want to be a part of. Um, and I didn't mention this earlier, but as far as a marketing thing uh, in 2019, I actually devo- developed my own flavor of coffee, yes, although I'm not a coffee drinker um, and never have drank coffee. But um, once again, being unique and different. Uh, and so through 19, I was handing out my coffee to all of my couples that signed a contract and also to my corporate clients. Uh, and so I'm using that as an avenue for marketing to be different. Um, it's a local company that um, roasts the coffee here. Um, and they actually used my flavor. There's actually four small businesses here in Rock Hill that use he roasts is my flavor. A brewery makes a beer with my coffee and then yet a second brewery actually sells the beer. Um, and so it's kind of a unique situation there. Um, I haven't really developed all my focus things on in my plan for 2020 as of yet. Um, still setting goals. Um, I actually, this past week, re, I've got a trailer that I've had for 20 years, and I rewired it, um, took out the old paneling, put in new plywood to make it look uh, better and protect my equipment. I bought uh, bags for my speakers. And so just improving, uh, and in that post, I said, taking care of the things that nobody sees to accomplish the things that everybody sees. Um, and so I'm going in 2020 using the word focus, um, and kind of using that as my word for the year. Um, and we're going to see where that leads us. I like the coffee concept. Now you sent me a, a pound of it and I enjoyed it thoroughly because I, I hop up on about three or four cups a day. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry guys I gotta put it out there and, and you know what it's not a problem for me because I at least need one just to even like communicate with the women that live in my house <laughs> but I, I'm sitting here going there's a marketing thing with the whole giving a pot of coffee to your brides like I partied all night with Kevin from Elite Entertainment and I needed this the next day and they're holding up a pot of your coffee, which might be a good concept. It's it's funny how 
you just think about certain things. And I remember getting that pot of coffee and uh, I, it was funny because I had to go, I have a Keurig, so I had to go buy the little adapter and everything. And it went pretty quick in my house. In fact, I actually think I have enough for one more cup sitting in the freezer. And I don't know why it's still sitting there, but I think when we're done here while I'm editing this afternoon, I'm going to have to enjoy it. Mike. Yes, sir. You've got so much going on. You just merged with two great guys. You've got two existing companies now becoming as one. And when we talked in our last episode about it, one of the things that we discussed was the cross-training and the, um, the ability to take some of your team so that they can learn what Josh and Matt do and vice versa. What are the big goals for your organization coming up? Other than hiring a bookkeeper, because we did see that post. Yes. <laughs> my, partner Josh, <clears throat> my partner Josh had no problem publicly saying, hey, we need a bookkeeper, which, you know, I, I agree with. I mean, it's just to uh, keep us organized and keep, you know, everything accurate and uh, easy for us to digest. Um, but, yeah, the, the big goals for 2020, the, in terms of cross-training, guys that were in my company along with guys that were in Josh and Matt's company, that wasn't too hard at all on the performance end of things. I mean, all the guys were talented, good performers already. They were trained well by myself or Josh that that was fairly easy to do. And we had an incredibly busy fall and winter season. I mean, we looked at our, our records that our December was the second highest grossing revenue month of the year outside of October. I mean, we just absolutely crushed December. So now that the year is out, minus the three events uh, tomorrow night, uh, we've already got a first a staff dinner just to socialize and chit-chat and uh, build some chemistry and camaraderie. But then we've got our staff meeting scheduled for about two and a half weeks out. And the goal for the staff and for us moving forward is to further define or make sure the kind of senior staff guys know whose job responsibilities during the week-to-week operations of the company, what those are, and who they report to, to kind of put that corporate structure in place. So as the company grows, we're not trying to, uh, you know, pull together something that's become unwieldy. Let's get it in place now while it's manageable before it gets out of control and there's too many people to uh, get in line and understand the systems, the procedures, and the policies uh, that we have in place. The other big thing that we, you know, crazily tried this year right after a merger and we said, well, let's give this a whirl, uh, is we did a private entertainment event showcase for our staff, being that we're multi-ops, we're a multi-op and we have multiple headliners. Uh, Myself and Josh, as I said before, we're going to get booked on weddings uh, just because of the number of years and the client base and people knowing us and the word of mouth and the referrals. But we want to have our other headliners uh, build up their client base and be booked. And so we took it upon ourselves to have a private you know, showcase that we had at event one of our local venues. And we saw from the couples that attended the showcase, we had a 75% close rate of those couples that attended, which far exceeds 
the close rate based on the number of brides that attend a bridal show and how many of those you might get. So we've already got our second one on the calendar for early March. Once the run of bridal shows for the first few months kind of subsides a little bit here in our market and we're going to be doing another showcase and we're planning to do three or four a year, which will really help beef up the calendar and get those other headliners and those other performers uh, in front of potential clients so they can see who their entertainer is going to be for their wedding. So that's, that's a big focus for 2020 um, going forward. And then, like I said, the guys that, you know, who are in sales positions, we've got one designated that his job is to, handle all the incoming uh, photo booth events and to market and brand our photo booth business more outside of the ones that are just, you know, add-ons to pre-existing events or wedding clients that want the photo booth. We want him to work on getting us more standalone photo booth events. And uh, we've got a guy who's going to be now in charge of all our social media and getting that running in a smooth kind of uh, uniformed uh, uh distribution of our social media content. So all those kind of big broad picture things are all on the table for 2020. Sounds good. Guys, we talked about a lot of stuff today, but I got one more question to go around the panel with real quick. Actually, I got two of them. Uh, The first one is, do you have a certain number of events or a certain dollar value that you're looking to hit in 2020? 20. Kevin Porter, you're up first. I'm going to answer that as no, I don't on either. Um, I've never focused on the money aspect or the many events. Um, I've been blessed, uh, truly blessed uh, with the business that I have. Um, I don't, try to forecast, Hey, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Um, I try not to focus on those type of things. Uh, business comes from different avenues. Um, and from different, some places I don't even think about, um, which also gears me into, Oh, well, let me, you know, explore that. And some of them I research and explore and they, become more profitable and others it's not worth my time. Um, so no, I don't, uh, I don't focus on that. Gotcha. Mike. Yeah. Question. Do you have a certain number of events you want to hit or a certain dollar value you look to hit? Uh, we do have a projected sales revenue goal, gross revenue. We don't care where the revenue comes from, whether it's from photo booths, AV work, uh, weddings, bar mitzvahs, nightlife trivia accounts, but we do have a gross number that we're targeting for the year. Um, if, you know, and we've already put kind of a carrot out there in front of the staff that if we hit this number, the senior staff, you know, those people that are all involved with that will be, you know, rewarded with a, like a trip, like getaway thing as a group, like, so it'll be a bonding thing, but a little job well done. Um, so it's, it's a revenue based thing in terms of, uh, a goal and a target for the year. And then we have incremental goals in place to lead up to the big one at the end. So even if we don't hit the big one, we've got incremental goals that are attainable and guys will be rewarded for hitting those goals as well. Nice. Brian Foley. 
Yes and yes. <laughs> uh, yes, we do have our, our projected goals. We do have our projected gross uh, revenue that we want. Um, because, like I said, we're building this business. It's a tangible product so that five years down the road, when I want to retire, uh, it can be sold. Uh, so yes, we do have our projected revenues, both our trivia um, side as well as the photo booth and, and uh, DJ side. Um, so we have, we set our goals, and I do love the idea of the that Michael just talked about about uh, senior staff and for our our full time host uh, giving them a reward. We do we do have a party and we do give Christmas bonuses and stuff. But uh, I do love the idea of possibly uh, sending them on a trip. Uh, and putting some incentive base, so that's something I might have to have to think about adding uh, to our um, prospect. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Brian, if I can jump in real quick, I'll tell you this: that the idea of the incentive base, you know, hitting that goal for a trip for the full time, like senior staff guys who are the ones directly responsible for getting that attaining that goal, it is a lofty goal. Like it is a reach. Um, but that's the idea. I mean, it's meant to be, if we can pull that off, you know, absolutely. We deserve that kind of reward. But in the interim, we wanted to make sure that we had smaller uh, goal markers to hit that were rewarded on the way to the big one. So it's not like we're putting in all this focus on trying to hit this big one and we don't get it. And you're like disappointed, like, damn, we didn't pull that off at least along the way there are rewards and incentives built in on the way kind of up the ladder to the big one. I agree. I, I love that. I agree. I think that, that I, I get your point on that. And that's, that's exactly what I was uh, thinking about implementing. So yeah, definitely um, uh, reward uh, there rewards for the risk and, uh, and greater rewards for the goal. Exactly. We've got that same plan in place here as far as, an incentive program. I actually implemented one late last year that I actually have to revamp because I decided to revamp all of our follow-up and the way we collect information about customer satisfaction. So that's being put on hold. Uh, if there's any RPE staff listening to this podcast, there's no chance in hell I'm sending you on a trip. <laughs> um, not yet anyway, but you know what? We've got our goals. It's funny because I don't have a dollar value assigned to it. I have a certain number of, like, I have a target for how many photo booth jobs I want to hit, and I know what the average is going to be on that. I know how many bubble party jobs we need to hit. So I have it broken down by category, and I've done that for years because I can average out what my revenue is going to be based on that. Now, that average is always going to be lower than what that number really will be, which is why I can't put a dollar value on it. So it's interesting to us because we try to make sure we're booking a certain number of profitable events every year. And right. with this whole new transition, especially into the convention market, we're, we're waiting to see how that's going to go. I know it's going to go well because – one of you brought up that you get a master list. I think Kevin brought it up. You get that master list of conventions. We've got that. And that's my project for, believe it or not, I'm not working New Year's Eve. New Year's Day, I'm off. I'm in the office that Thursday. I'm out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this coming weekend with events. So I'm not even looking at that until next week. 
but I'm putting a plan in place on how I'm actually going to get that done, which is pretty cool. So I'm pretty excited about that. Last question, gentlemen, of the show, because it was brought up about football. Go ahead. Um, I want to know who is going to be the Super Bowl champion for this coming Super Bowl. I want your predictions, guys. Definitely not the Raiders, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys see the combination of results that would have needed to happen for the Raiders to actually get in? I mean, the five different games had to break a certain way, and they pulled it off last weekend. There were a set of combinations for last week, and they all hit. And then there was a new set this week. I think it was like five different games had to result a certain way. Well, the main result was the Raiders had a win, and they didn't. So, yeah, I, I, always think, next year. I think by the point, the time the Raiders played, I think it was already a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I, th- I think the Raiders' misery started with the tuck roll, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the Patriots' ascension began. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it's a great I, – I, I've enjoyed this season, man. I'm, I'm – I love Drew Brees as a human being and a, and a, just a person. So uh, my heart pulls maybe for the Saints. Uh, I think Baltimore is doing some amazing things. So, you know, but I live in Kansas uh, and we got this kid named Pat Mahomes that is just, uh, I hate the Chiefs being a Raiders fan. I cannot, I cannot cheer for the Chiefs, but uh, I got to. <laughs> you're not, not alone in that, Brian. I, I got to say, I, I love this kid, Mahomes, and and uh, I think it, it, the Chiefs or the uh, the the Ravens in the AFC, and I think uh, possibly the the Saints or the 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 Niners in the NFC are, are the two teams that I'm looking forward to see go go to the championships. So even though the Raven, I mean, the, the Niners and the Saints would play each other in the divisional round. So, um, but one of those two teams I think is going to represent the NFC and uh, uh, either the Ravens You've been listening to the Mobile the DJ Chiefs Business Podcast. AFC. Give us your ideas England, for you know, future they're, they're, guests, questions, or topics, class or just stay just informed that, uh, about upcoming episodes on our Facebook and, page you know, or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. You know, Mobile DJ Podcast is a production of Rob Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved. I don't think this is their year. And let's put it this way. When this portion of the show airs, it's going to be after the first round of the playoffs this coming weekend. So okay. it'll be interesting to see what your prediction is. Kevin, what's your prediction? Well, my Panthers have been out for a while, so um, they're not even in conversation. So at least, Brian, you had a chance. Um, <laughs> so... Um, I don't think New England will be in the Super Bowl. Um, Miami has never beat New England at home. So, with them losing yesterday, then that just proves a point. Uh, I'm pulling for the NFC. I'm an NFC guy, so I'm going to pull for NFC. Uh, I'm with Brian. I think the Saints or um, the 49ers will represent the NFC. Um, and I'm just looking for a good playoff. Um, I'm actually more worried and concentrating on, uh, the national title on the 13th and hopefully my Tigers will be LSU Tigers. So, um, then we can talk about Super Bowl and all of that. Mike, what do you think? 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's easy to go with the chalk guess of the Saints, Ravens, Chiefs as the prohibitive favorites. And, I, you know, an AFC title game of Chiefs-Ravens would be fun to watch. I mean, you have two almost Madden NFL video game quarterbacks just doing some amazing things out on the field. Um I would say out of the NFC, I think it's going to be the Saints. As you know, even as good a season as the 49ers had, they had to struggle and scrape to get through their last couple of games in the regular season. Uh, Breeze is a you know one there, been there before. He's got a running game. Sean Payton's a good head coach. I would say the Saints out of the NFC, and I'm going to go off and because I don't always like picking the favorites. Um, and my New York Giants were an absolute dumpster fire this year. Uh, they they jettisoned, they jettisoned their coach this morning. I wish the GM was uh, packing up too, but we're stuck with him. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to go a wild, wild guess. How about the Buffalo Bills? I'd love to see it. I love that choice. They, they trust me. They were on my the tip of my tongue, but uh, I think they're maybe a year away with their quarterback. You you might be right, but man, what a story that would be if the Bills, who haven't made the playoffs for twenty something years, uh, were to get all the way to the Super Bowl. They would probably lose to the Saints, but man, that would be a great story. And it's always fun to pick teams that aren't favored to win. So I'm going Bills Saints. Actually, I guess I should have done the Chris Berman pick, 49ers, Bills. He picked it for 15 years. <laughs> Swami. Well, you know, and don't go on – don't forget about the Eagles. They ah. – I, I understand, but they could be a dark horse because uh, – they, they don't have any receivers, bro. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but look at, look at how they're winning without anybody. Yeah, but they, they come on. They played the, the Giants and the Cowboys the last two games that they had to win in, in, in order to get in. So, that you know, that's like the Cowboys starting 3-0 and against par under 400 win percentage team. So, yeah, the Eagles got a long up, long battle. But, uh, uh, I mean, you know, hey, that's why it's that's why it's called a one-and-done playoffs any, any given Sunday or any given Saturday this year now. So. I said at the beginning of the season, well, I'll give you my prediction. My prediction is Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) Because we all know how I feel about football. Um, I I will be up front and saying, and I alluded to this earlier in the episodes, I don't think the Pats have what it takes to go all the way. I am on board with your thinking about the Saints and and Drew Brees. I I don't know what to think about. I I think it's going to come down to – uh, the Raven Saints in the Super Bowl, and it's going to be a uh, uh, it's going to be a battle. It's not going to be done easy for sure, but that's the extent of what I know about football. I, I watch the Patriots. I, I'd rather watch NASCAR. That's just what I do. <laughs> so well, if, it, if it comes down to the Ravens and the Saints, bet the over, and you're you should be safe. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good bit of advice. Take the over, yeah. and hey, any. Any Super Bowl is going to be over based on what we saw last year. I mean, there was no offense. That was the worst game possible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. yeah. And Kyle Bush for the victory in Daytona, right, Rob? Um, I'm, a, I'm Brad Kozlowski for this one. I, I got to be honest with you. I think Brad's due. I think Kyle 
he got the championship, got cocky at the same time. And yeah, not yeah. that that is a bad thing, but he's always I been cocky. He's always been cocky, but I think it's going to bite him in the ass this year. We got a month and a half till Daytona. So we'll do that on another podcast, man. Uh, let's put it this way. PBX starts the day after the Las Vegas race. And I will be at the Las Vegas race before I go to PBX. Nice. Pretty psyched about that. Guys, listen, we got to wrap this up. I am so thankful for the three of you joining me today and talking about some great ideas and our goals and everything else. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Everybody, we'll see you next week. All right. God bless. Happy New Year, everybody. Great Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics, or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Rob Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.